views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732-748-1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello and good evening. Thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I am Lauren Cardinal, your host. Changing your life starts with changing your mind right here, right now. So let's do this. Thank you for listening live now on Oldies 107.9. W-O-L-D, now serving even more of Central New Jersey at 95.1 FM. This show, Here's the Thing, is about you and for you. And for those of you that have been listening each week, you know that I serve up the opportunity to discuss relevant and timely topics so you can make positive changes in your life. Or you can learn how to reduce stress or just get a new perspective on things. I am a certified life coach and board-certified clinical hypnotherapist, and we talk about what's important to you. In this one-hour show, I take calls, answer questions, perhaps coach you through some issues in the moment. So if you have something to share, please do. Please call 732-748-1079. In the meantime, thank you for listening live, and thank you to my podcast listeners far and wide. So in preparing for tonight's show, I'll tell you that I've been percolating on the topics that I have listed to cover in the coming weeks. And I love that word percolating. It's just the idea that things are bubbling but not necessarily moving and I'm just waiting to see what rises to the top. You'll probably hear me use that word a lot because I just love it. But that said... I also looked back at the topics that have been discussed since I started the show in the beginning of March, seven months ago. Holy cow. When I looked back at the stats on my podcast, I noticed that consistently the top listened to podcasts have to do with being positive, abundance, and holding on to all of that. So while all the information we've discussed adds to our knowledge base, even the not-so-happy topics, I'm excited to know that the direction that your arrow is pointing is the same as mine. Positivity, abundance, high energy. I have also been reading a lot lately, and part of it is because I was outside working on a project of staining my deck. I won't go into the gory details, but 10 hours of staining will uh, help you to listen to a few audiobooks, which was great 
because in doing so, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I have to share this information. I have to share this information. And all of that percolating was going on to see how I was going to incorporate all of it. So with all of that in mind, with the intention of positivity, abundance, and energy, and away from fear and anger, tonight I'm going to synthesize all of that information and add a lot more. Tonight, I'll be discussing reassigning our energy. And we'll get into what that really means in just a bit. If you'd like to call in to ask a question or share a comment or some information, just get some dialogue going, please do. It's 732-748-1079. So first off, tonight's show is brought to you by Full Recovery Wellness Center. Full Recovery is located in Fairfield, New Jersey. Whether you're struggling to get clean and sober, whether you're a 12-step old-timer or a family member of a recovering alcoholic or addict, the Full Recovery Wellness Center offers the tools needed to succeed in recovery and in life. They have a dedicated and caring staff that understands that addiction is a complex illness that has biological, genetic, psychological, social, and developmental roots, and their treatment targets the entire range of factors. Their goal is simple to provide the tools that help people in recovery to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery offers outpatient and intensive outpatient treatment programs as well as free family dynamic workshop series. They focus on the individual and the family to integrate recovery principles and spiritual concepts with leadership, relationship, and career skills to guide individuals to a life of contribution and prosperity. For more information, you can reach out to them at 973-244-0022. That's 973-244-0022. Or find them online at www.full-recovery.com. That's full-recovery.com. So in last week's show, we discussed how to deal with difficult people. And I mentioned several tips to use to deal with a variety of difficulties that we experience. And some of the tips were common sense, and others may provide a bit of an aha in dealing with these individuals or situations. And part of the problem, I think, in dealing with difficult people is that we often have such a hard time identifying what the difficulty really is. can't really put a finger on what makes them difficult. They're just difficult. So I discussed a few ways to more accurately identify the types of difficult people in order to better respond. And in the words of Maya Angelou, we do the best we can with what we know, and when we know better, we do better. So that's the idea. Once we have a better way of identifying the difficulty, and we have a better way to respond to that difficult person or situation. So to learn what was discussed on the show, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find that podcast, as well as all of my previous show's podcasts, on my website, www.laurencardinal.com, or you can find the podcast through iTunes. Now, I want to mention to you that while my previous hypnotherapy training, and just the hypnotherapy, I have coaching training prior to that, but with the hypnotherapy training, it's included several hundred hours of training in general hypnotherapy education, specialized training in the study of hypnosis, code of ethics, medical hypnosis, and regression techniques. I wanted to let you know, because I'm excited about it, 
that in early to mid-November, I will be doing 100 hours of additional training specifically on past life regression and neonatal regression. And I do have training in that before, but uh, this is specific to those two particular topics. For those of you who are less familiar with the ideas, the past life regression is based on a journey in different human lifetimes towards an overall spiritual learning. And you may be familiar with Dr. Brian Weiss, who is a psychotherapist who happened on past life regression by working with one of his patients who just automatically went into a regression state when she was uh, in hypnosis with Dr. Weiss. His book is called Many Lives, Many Masters. It's a very interesting read. And so past life regression certainly has taken on more of a general household name since then. Um, but neonatal regression is something that I'll also be studying, and it has to do with going back to identify why you chose this life, what learning you are meant to get from it, and even why you chose the parents you did. And maybe the whole topic is not your thing, and that's fine. I'm here to let you know that should you have an interest in exploring in this way in the future, I'm your gal. Now, and even more so, towards the end of November. I'm really excited about it. I've done group sessions in the past uh, for past life regression and welcome the opportunity to do so again. So it'll, it's really sparking some new interest in me. And with that training in mind, and since I'll be away, I'll be recording one or two shows so that you still get fresh information, even if I'm not here live to deliver it. In the coming weeks, I plan to do a show about attention and retaining attention and the discussion of adult ADD. I'm still working on getting a special guest that I have in mind for that show, but uh, I love the idea of that topic. I also want to do a show about introverts versus extroverts and another show about addiction with special guest Brian McAllister, who's been on the show before. If you have anything that you'd like to share on any of those subjects, please email me at lauren at laurencardinal.com. And cardinal is like the bird, but with an E on the end. Lauren at laurencardinal.com. And if you'd like to receive my newsletter, it goes out every week on Thursdays. It's called Here's the Thing on Thursday. Although last week there was a glitch in my website server's email function, so much to my chagrin, the newsletter didn't seem to go out until Friday, even though I sent it on Thursday. So I apologize for the delay on that one. My weekly newsletter is always short and to the point, whether it's highlights of the radio show or thoughts on a quote or links to really great information. Last week's was discussion about a, a quote. And actually, I'm going to mention that the, the quote was, it. I can't remember the author's name now. Isn't that funny? The quote was, a ship in port is safe, but that's not what it was really meant for talking about the idea of fear and getting out there, but also that it requires a plan. And planning for that action to take those risks is what's essential after we identify what the specific fear is. So that was the newsletter from last week. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can go to my website's contact page and just click on the newsletter icon and you're in. www.laurencardinal.com or you can send me an email and I'll add you to the newsletter list. And by being a subscriber to the newsletter, you'll hear first about my new offerings and other free items and hypnosis recordings that are available in the future.
So in addition to welcoming listeners on 95.1, I'd like to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show on WRSK, which is 97.5 FM, broadcasting pre-recorded shows from Sussex County Community College on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. And the live shows are recorded here on WOLD on Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m., WOLD Radio 107.9. And as always, as always, you can listen to the live show on the Internet at WOLDradio.com. You can listen through the TuneIn Radio app on your Android phone or the free Apple device app on your iPhone. So great. Now let's get on with the show. You're listening to Here's the Thing. I am your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about reassigning your energy, getting into the groove or getting back into the groove of positivity, high energy, and abundance. And yes, we've discussed these topics before, but we're going to discuss them a little, go over what we've talked about a little bit before and add some new content. Because honestly, can this content really ever get old? No, I don't think so. Positivity. High energy, abundance. If you'd like to share a comment or a thought, please call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. So, as I've mentioned, there are previous shows, four specifically, that stand out as the top listen-to podcasts. I've been looking at the stats over time, And in combination with the reading I've been doing, as I mentioned, I knew that something was percolating. I was just letting it percolate a little bit to see how it was going to come together. And then I realized how they all come together and how they can be synthesized regarding energy and maintaining the specific reassignment of our energy, where we want the focus to be. So I'll start with the shows, and we'll go from there. It's not an entire repeat, just a kind of a glossing over. And it may spark a thought or a comment for you, because if you listened before, maybe you didn't want to, you didn't have a thought at the time, but after listening to the show, you were like, oh, I should have called in and said this. So here's an opportunity. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Now, as I mentioned, there were four shows, and the shows that people were most interested in have been positive communication. It's been top of the list for ages. What's hidden in your unexpressed anger? How are we leaking our energy? And exercises for more abundance. And these shows have been in the top four with less regard to how long they've been available for listening. Obviously, the longer they're available, the more likely they'll get listened to. But that's not the only indication for why they are at the top, which is why I took note of it. And what I take from this information, the synthesis, if you will, is that we are focused on making positive connections with those around us, releasing what's weighing us down in order to feel more freedom, and creating more abundance and more energy. With that, it seems that we have two underlying questions to it all, and they are consistent. They're always the two questions that seem to come up with all of my clients, and certainly as this information is synthesized. And those two questions are, what do you want and what stops you? And what we want is connection, freedom, abundance, and energy. And what gives us that? Love. And what stops us? What weighs us down and stops us is anger, 
resentment, being ungrateful, and not having clear boundaries. In essence, varying forms of fear. Yes, fear. In everything we do, we're either moving towards love or away from fear. It's, they're the flip side of the same coin. What we experience, our reality, is the varying forms either of those two things can take at any given point in time. So I want to recap a bit before taking the concepts a bit further. On the side of fear, you may remember from another show, which was uh, Is Fear Holding You Captive, there was an excerpt that I read from a speech that Jim Carrey had made. In it, he said, Our eyes are not only viewers, they are also projectors. They're projectors that are running a second story over the picture that we see in front of us all of the time. Fear is writing that script, and the working title is I'll Never Be Enough. You spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here, and the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear, disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask for it or to go for it. And I think that's it in a nutshell regarding that flip side of the same coin as far as fear and love. And if we're moving towards love, it's a shift in the loops from scarcity to abundance. What do I mean by that? The scarcity loop starts with fear. And if you imagine a circle, then it goes to anxiety, which is fear future-based. Then poor choices and then negative outcomes. In the abundance loop, it starts with gratitude, then peace of mind, which then leads to wise choices and positive outcomes. And yes, these two loops are simplified, obviously, but you can see that that trend. In other words, where you assign your thoughts and energy is where you will head. Now, knowing the topics that are of most interest, your interest is likely in reassigning your thoughts to the abundance loop, right? It's our intention to live a more abundant and positive life, right? That's where we want to either shift or maintain in that abundance loop. The positive thoughts, the gra gratitude, and peace of mind. So let's talk about that a bit more by reflecting on a few different aspects that come together for that. So much has to do with the relationships we have, right? And I'm thinking about it now. Positive communication, unexpressed anger, how we leak our energy, all three of these have to do with how we relate our relationships. Positive communication has to do with respect, which is more difficult to do if we harbor anger. It has to do with active listening. It has to do with changing the energy of the words and phrases we choose. Talking about, I'm not feeling well rather than I'm, not, I'm sick talking about uh, I didn't remember as opposed to oh I forgot just even saying those those four phrases in your mind you can feel the change in the energy in the phrases that you're choosing 
Positive communication also has to do with responding versus reacting, which we also spoke about last week in dealing with difficult people. And positive communication also has to do with not taking anything personally, which we also talked about last week. There's a lot of overlap in general relational conversations and how we deal with people. And this is one of those areas as well, the positive communication. Not taking anything personally because it's not. Everything that we experience is an opportunity to understand somebody else in addition to ourselves. What people say is about them, how we feel is about us. And another point in positive communication is validating another's point of view, or at least acknowledging it. And by validating it and acknowledging it, we make that connection. And that validation of what somebody is feeling with the acknowledgement of it is really normalizing it, allowing someone to feel that somebody, anyone in their circumstances with their previous life up to that point would understandably respond that way because we can never know how we, we would respond unless we were in that person's shoes and we're not. So it's normalizing. And if you have the ability to normalize what somebody else is feeling, it's easier to make that connection. And once you make the connection, the tension, the anger just fizzles away. And we can only do that if we're thinking of the other person and not only about our own feelings in that moment, which is also going back to respect. So when we speak of unexpressed anger, the next topic it is a topic that's uncomfortable for many of us, but what's hiding out in our expressed anger is actually our freedom. Anger that's withheld or repressed can really start to eat away at our desires, robbing us of our peace, our energy, and our abundance. And interestingly, give this some thought, the truth of the matter is that anger itself is actually neutral. We're the ones who start attaching to it the negative and the positive. But anger isn't bad. We just seem to relate to it that way. But when we don't acknowledge it, we actually begin to draw it towards us and to others because that's the way it works. If we can't own or acknowledge our anger, we end up projecting it out onto other people. And then we actually draw towards us those people who will express it for us. They'll express our own unexpressed anger. And it happens with other emotions as well. All right now, this specific example we're talking about anger and if you're interested in learning more about the anger you're feeling there is a book called beyond anger how to free yourself from the grip of anger and get more out of life written by Thomas Harbin I did mention this book in the show that we discussed about anger uh, and this book is primarily written with men in mind I will say that because as the author describes, men tend to express their anger differently than women do. They're often more violent and less willing to confront and deal with their emotions than women. Those are Thomas Harbin's words, not mine. Thomas Harbin specializes in the treatment of male anger. And th but this book shows the angry person how to change life and relationships for the better. It's definitely a learning for both genders. I learned a lot from the book. The book helps people understand their anger by explaining what the specific symptoms of chronic anger are and by showing how 
actions negatively affect family, friends, and coworkers. And the book includes simple exercises to identify when and why anger occurs and by helping form new habits to prevent anger before it starts. It's a really good book. Just for getting a little bit deeper on the subject of anger and where it comes from. And I did mention this in the show about anger. I'm going to mention it again because I think it really gets to the heart of it. An expression stated by Carolyn Mace is that the number one reason we don't heal is that we actually want other people to feel pain. Just think about that for a second. Is there anything that you actually want somebody else to feel pain about? And as long as that is the case, then our own healing is prevented. If we don't understand anger or have a healthy relationship to it, we can only relate to it in the way that it's being expressed towards us. And that can keep any two people in a relationship from healing. Sometimes we only relate to anger in the way that it's expressed towards us. And sometimes the more it's expressed towards us in a negative way, in an unhealthy way, we continue to distance ourselves from that emotion because we don't want to express it in the way we've been receiving it. And the other part which you've heard me mention before is that every emotion has a physical presentation. And if we're not expressing the emotion, even anger in a healthy way, it will present physically in our bodies. Perhaps not right away, but it's in there. There is an emotional component to every illness to every disease that we experience. It may not be the predominant reason, but is, there is a component, an emotional component for every disease, dis-ease. And as Mark Twain has said, anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it's stored than to anything on which it is poured. Love that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I am your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about reassigning your energy, getting into the groove or maintaining the groove of positivity, high energy, and abundance. If you'd like to call in and share a thought, you can reach me at 732-748-1079. Now, sometimes... We're just angry at the way other people treat us. And that brings me to another book, one that I listened to, an audio book, recently over the weekend. And I have mentioned this book before during the show. And it was mentioned during the show about manipulation, but I think that there's so much information that relates back to anger and unexpressed anger and understanding it. And while I had read parts of the book before, I would say most of it, but in bits and pieces because of the work that I was doing over the weekend and I had a nice long block of time, I listened to the whole thing start to finish. And the, the basis of manipulation is often rooted in covert anger. And this is according to George Simon, who's the author. And George Simon works also with um, covertly aggressive people, angry people, and manipul manipulative people, and being able to identify them. And I thought this book was just fascinating, talking about covert aggression and manipulation. But what I loved about the book were the examples that were given. 
by relating the examples of a variety of different people in different circumstances. There was a husband and wife talking about dealing with their daughter. There was a single mom who was dealing with a manipulative daughter who had anger issues. Um, a work situation with a salesman and his, his boss, the owner of the company. A variety of different situations. And as a result of sharing the different situations, it was so easy for me to identify a manipulator's conversation style. And I think that's what's so important because oftentimes in dealing with our own anger, it's sort of like all of a sudden we're like, where did that, where did that conversation go? How, how come I feel this way? What just happened here? And even we talked about that last week with dealing with difficult people. That first question to ask is, what really happened here? And it's like something just zoomed by. <laughs> and we're like, whoa, what just happened? So having these examples to identify a manipulator's conversation style, with each example given, I thought, oh, absolutely. I can identify that in a heartbeat. And when we can do that, it makes it so much easier to respond as opposed to react. And if we're keeping our cool, we breathe. If we breathe, we keep the oxygen to our brain. And if that's the case, we can think better, et cetera, et cetera. It's just all good. So having the identification of it, the ability to properly respond, and then to release any of the emotions we're feeling, particularly if it's anger, is important. Because remember, we feel the emotion, which is right brain. We shift it over to the left brain by naming it and then have an appropriate response, which allows us to release it, which is so helpful on so many levels, right? One, releasing the anger. Two, better dealing in relationships and positive communication. And three, freedom from that feeling that can weigh us down, the anger. I loved this book. So I mention again the name, because this is the first time this show that I mentioned it. It's called In Sheep's Clothing by George Simon. Fabulous book. And we are up for a break right now. So uh, hold that thought. We'll take a quick break and come back to talk more about the shows and maintaining high levels of energy. Be right back. there's a world-class addiction treatment center that accepts most insurance right in Fairfield, New Jersey. The Full Recovery Wellness Center offers substance abuse help with flexible day and evening options. Overcoming addictive behavior is really just the beginning of recovery. The Full Recovery Program offers a holistic approach to improve all areas of your life, from strained relationships to difficult career and financial situations. At Full Recovery, the goal is simple. Provide you the tools needed to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery is now offering its exclusive badge of honor program, a treatment solution designed to meet the unique privacy needs of New Jersey's first responders and police officers. When relapse is not an option, turn to the state licensed professionals at the Full Recovery Wellness Center located at 87 Fairfield Road in Fairfield. For more information, 973-244-0022 or at www.full-recovery.com. Full Recovery Wellness Center in Fairfield. 
And now, back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD. And your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello, and welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about an awesome book, a book that I loved, 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 called In Sheep's Clothing by George Simon. On another level regarding anger, and we'll finish up with the subject of anger pretty quickly here. If we haven't set the appropriate boundaries of how we want to be treated, it results in outward anger, which is really self-anger and absolutely depletes our energy. It can be such an emotional drain. But if it's not anger or you're not sure exactly how your energy is being depleted, it might be beneficial to ask yourself some of the following questions and see what comes to your mind and to your body. Pay attention to your physical responses as well, please, when I ask you these questions. As a hypnotherapist, you know I often ask the question, where are you feeling it in your body? So processing it through mind and body. Do you have trouble saying no? Or rather, do you say yes when you want to say no? Do you avoid conflict? Do you have trouble setting boundaries consistently, let's say? Do you have trouble receiving are you exposing yourself to negative people and or experiences without being aware of it? Although now, after last week's discussion and more discussion tonight, you will be aware of it. And being aware is the first step in changing your energy. So this goes to the next topic that seemed to be high on the list of podcasts, and that's about the energy. And whether it's setting consistent boundaries, which is essentially not making someone else's needs more important than your own, and keeping steadfast in your own energy and not getting entrained with the negative energy around you is important. Awareness is key. You, you know when you feel the negative energy around you. And once you're aware of it, you can make the choice to keep your energy right where it is and not allow yourself to get sucked in or entrained into that negative energy. I know it's not always the easiest thing to do, but practice makes progress, and that's what we're about here, making progress towards the desired goals and being able to stay centered. As far as leaking our energy, there are several things that I mentioned to help replenish energy. And the first one is being honestly aware of your answers to those questions that I just asked you because awareness is the first step towards making changes. The next thing that you can do is say yes to the things that give you energy and make a commitment to yourself to recharge your battery. Commit to that time. But the one way that previously I discussed to replenish energy, I want to talk about more specifically, particularly as it relates to an article I read in the Wall Street Journal this weekend. And if any of you read it and want to comment on it, just reach out because I thought it was a fabulous article. And that item to replenish energy is the commitment to, every so often at least, go on an information detox. And I won't go into every bit of the article. What's the title of it? Uh, I have it right here. It is called How Smartphones Hijack Our Minds. So you get the, the general idea. And 
I won't go into every bit of the article. There were a lot of, there were several studies quoted. The article focused a lot on how the increased use of smartphones, smartphones conversely, affects intellect. And while the studies that they quoted certainly highlighted those findings, I want to mention just a few things from the article that I thought were interesting as it pertains to the depletion of energy and the smartphones. Now, aside from work getting sloppier, from being distracted by a phone going off, Dr. Adrian Ward, who is quoted in the article, who is from the University of Texas at Austin, wrote in an article in the Journal of the Association for Consumer Research that the integration of smartphones into daily life appears to cause a brain drain that can diminish such vital mental skills as learning, logical reasoning, abstract thought, problem solving, and creativity, and that having the phones nearby and insight only magnifies the mental toll. So what do you think that means for your energy depletion and being able to get centered again? Now, I will mention that learning logical reasoning, abstract thought, problem solving, and creativity, well, creativity is more of a right brain function, but a lot of those things are more left brain function. So the right brain functions are more of the emotional part. So while someone could reason that if these things are left brain function, if we are going inward, it really wouldn't affect our ability to be centered. But because we are primarily a left brain society and that's where we function, our to-do list, the things we have to get done, then this would absolutely get in the way of us being centered and maintaining high energy and being able to recharge our batteries. If we think about how we respond with these, with the phones, with the internet, with just everything that's available to us, it's almost like we're in hypervigilant mode, right? And it's just not happening to stay centered. We're just it scattered. Dr. Ward calls the smartphone supernormal stimulus and it hijacks attention. Think of it. As they describe it, it is like combining a mailbox, a newspaper, a TV, a radio, a photo album, a public library, and a party attended by everyone you know all at the same time. It's no wonder we can't stay centered. And because it was shown in a study that when people knew electronics would record the facts that they had to memorize and type, what happened is there was a, a study, I'm not going to quote the, the specifics of it, you can read it in the article if you're interested. Um, there were a number of people who were asked to write down facts or to memorize facts and some of them were allowed to type it and others had to recall it and write it down later, if I'm remembering the study correctly. And those that were allowed to type it, knowing that it would be recorded electronically, were less likely to call, be able to recall it later because they kind of gave it up and said, oh, well, if I needed it, then I can always find it electronically later. When those who, said, who learned that it would not be recorded had more of an onus, more responsibility to remember it, and therefore did better at remembering it. So to that end, Cynthia Ozick points out that when we constrict our capacity for reasoning and recall, 
or transfer those skills to a gadget, we sacrifice our ability to turn information into knowledge. We get the data, but lose the meaning. And upgrading our gadgets won't so solve the problem. We need to give our minds more room to think and process. And that means putting some distance between ourselves and our phones. So detox, breaking away, every so often, so you can connect with yourself. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about reassigning your energy, getting back into the groove of positivity, high energy, and abundance. If you'd like to share a thought, please call 732-748-1079. We will talk. I wanted to mention, as it, as it relates to getting centered and disconnecting from the phones, there's another book that I was listening to. I'll call it audio listening as I was doing my work this weekend. And it's called Stealing Fire. How Silicon Valley, the Navy SEALs, and Maverick scientists are revolutionizing the way we live and work. The book is by Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel. Phenomenal book. I'm only about halfway through, but it is absolutely rocking my world. Like, mind blown. One of the things that they were talking about in this book did have to do with PTSD, but also had to do with just general feelings of connectedness, feeling centered, feeling grateful, feeling abundant, feeling good. And they were talking about the altered states, altered states of almost any kind, specifically more focused on natural states rather than drug-induced, but hypnotherapy, meditation, sitting quietly, anything that could create an altered state, even intermittently, had a profound effect on centeredness and being able to have that gratefulness, that abundant feeling, as opposed to those people who did not participate in that at all. So I highly recommend the book. It goes into a lot more information than just that, but it really is a phenomenal book. It's called Stealing Fire by St Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel. Now, I hear that Kim is on the line. She is listening online. Kim, are you there? Oh, yes. Hi. Hi, Kim. Hi, Laura. So what are you thinking about? Tell me your thoughts. Um, well, my heart's a little fluttered right now, so apparently you, you did hit a key point. The, um, you know, reassigning your energy, oh, you know, I, I do okay with the characteristics that you discussed tonight and on a prior show of other mm -hmm. people being manipulative. I, I have to admit, over the last three years, it's taken me that long, um, I have gotten better. But it hit me when I was listening to the show um, that sometimes I have trouble reassigning my energy to myself. If Does that make any sense? Well, I think I get it, but tell me more about that. Um, in terms of stifling negative thoughts, um, and just as the examples you used at the beginning of the show, saying... Mm -hmm oh, I forgot versus I don't remember or, mm. um, you know, I can't versus, well, not at this time. Those are the things mm -hmm. that I, I realized in listening tonight is that some of those issues are not me towards reaction or actions of another person, but actually 
within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if something goes wrong, and I don't mean something little, little and petty, I mean something really, really big. Um, mm-hmm. I can, I can zap my energy right out of me, all by myself on the negative plane. Sure, sure. I understand what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and that with, that could yeah, be part of conditioning what you've what you've experienced. And so, how do you break that pattern? Because it is a pattern. Yeah. Right. But my question too, now that you said that, Laura, is it could is it could it be something from conditioning, or could it just be a new? Wow, this is heavy. I, I know what I want to ask you, but I just can't get it out right tonight. But it could it, does it always have to be something that has happened before, which is why I'm reacting that way to myself? Or could it just be brand new and I'm just not handling it right? Or you know what I mean? Well, I think depending on the situation, it could be either. Okay. Uh, there certainly are the conditioned responses that go into that default pattern, that dialogue that we have of, oh, why does this always happen? You know, something's going good and then something always happens to mess it up or, you know, something along that line. Okay. And that, so I what, think, no, can be a reinforcement of what we've experienced previously. So that can kind of be a learned belief, a belief that we have. And all of these things can be changed. The awareness is key. So right, just the fact that you're bringing up the conversation is the awareness to pay more attention. And when you were talking about the negative thoughts and stifling the negative thoughts, there's um, a, a thought, a quote that I remember Esther Hicks saying. Do you know, do you know Esther Hicks? Yes. Okay. And Esther was saying... In a presentation that she did one time, she said something along the lines of, when we're changing our thoughts, it's not about having the best thought that you've ever had. It's about having the next best thought. And the reason why I was chuckling is that because she was saying if you're, if, you know, you're talking to somebody who is dealing with depression and you're talking about have, having your best thoughts, that person who is dealing with depression would turn to you and say, well, I ought to just slap you. That's what was making me laugh because I was thinking about that. But it really is. It's about having your next best thought. Or it's not about avoiding a thought. It's about finding another thought. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I Yes. Yes. And is but, that helpful? Yes, is that does, hitting because... on... What you were talking about? Yeah, it does make sense. It's just getting to that point of getting that next thought sometimes can be a little troubling. Do you, you know want I mean? to share some of those thoughts and maybe we could work through it? Well, and I you don't have to. I know we're on the radio here, so we can certainly talk <laughs> offline if you want to. Well, I think, I mean, I know one of, as I was listening and, and you touched a nerve there and I started writing down stuff, I realized that um, some of it is, is coming out of fear, um, mm-hmm. fear of what may or may not happen, which is what I call the what-if syndrome, and I mm-hmm. so hate the what-if syndrome because it's the worst thing for you because then you do get upset, you do zap your energy because you're projecting outcomes that may not even be possible, may not even come your way, may not even happen. And if, if they right. do happen, then, okay, you have to deal with it there. So 
that I wrote down a piece of paper. Okay, so that may be coming out of fear, which I stated before, false evidence appearing real in some cases. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but sometimes it, it takes, depending on what the issue is, if it is a, a huge issue, and it is, I can some days... I'm okay, I know I've got to go forward, I have the next thought, not necessarily the best thought, just like you said, but the next mm-hmm. thought, and then there are other days and times I just can't reassign that energy. I, it's almost as if I get stuck. And in those cases, what do you do? Well, I usually do go work stop? out. Do you How do you proceed from that point if you say, I can't change that thought? I make myself get up and do something. So I'll go run or I'll work out or I'll work Great. on a patient's case. Or And what uh, happens after you do that? Then I'll try to do something funny or something like that. I'll try to read. Sometimes that doesn't always work because I can't sit still. Um, one time, though, I did put on a scented candle and I actually meditated. Wow, I great. was so proud of myself. I actually great, stayed still that great. long to meditate. And after that, I actually felt a little bit better. Great. Well, what I love to hear that you're saying is that you're taking action. Because I'm trying to. Right. Well, and one of the reasons I asked about what do you do is because you're not, I knew, I kind of knew that it would, the answer wouldn't be, well, I just sit around and I can't yeah. go out of the house, which is a response that is reasonable and happens sometimes. Yeah. But taking action is an important part of it because it's kind of like you're giving the signal to your mind and body of, well, then I'm just going to move this emotion out of my body. You are identifying it, naming it, and then going through the process of trying to release it. And some things are more difficult to release. If there is grief, you know, there are the five stages of grief, and you can't, it's not, you're not going to be able to rush through it. It just has to be processed in the way that it gets processed. Does that make sense? Yes, I was just going to ask you now. I am Larry. I was just going to ask you, Lauren, am I really trying to rush through this myself? Am I trying to say, okay, I have to get this over and out of me fast? And you just said you can't rush through it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's what I'm trying to do. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) And we do because it's uncomfortable. But that's part of life, the ups and downs. And I think one of the reasons that... I mean, we can't be on a high all the time. The ebbs and flows are part of life. And that resiliency, that self-confidence comes in being able to identify that and saying, okay, I'm feeling fear or I'm feeling grief or I'm feeling sadness. And once you can name that, then you're in a much better capacity to take action, even if it's not fixing it. Because we can't always fix it. We have to process through it. And that's okay. Okay. Okay, I think you just tapped the other button. I'm trying to fix it too fast instead of allowing myself to look at it even further and recognize where it's coming from. My actions are and okay. allow yourself to feel it, like yeah, feel it physically when you feel it inside your body. This is an exercise I've done on the show, uh, maybe frequently, certainly a couple times. But if you take that feeling wherever you're feeling it in your body, getting in touch with it, and then getting some distance from it, putting it out in front of you, you give it a form, a shape, and then put it out in front of you and see if it changes. And just from once you get some distance from that feeling when it's out in front of you, you're at a better 
positioned to objectively identify what it really needs. And then that's the message to yourself of what you need. Make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. Okay. So being, getting in touch with it from a physical perspective, where you're feeling it in your body is really important. Can, and then you can use that in a meditation, even if it's just five minutes. Okay. Good. Okay, well, I have, I have extra good homework now. This is exactly the way <laughs> Thank you so much. Great, great, great. Okay. All right, well, thanks for calling, Kim. Once a call. Okay, thank you. Awesome. Great talking okay. to you. You too. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so I want to, I got a signal from Sean. I got three minutes left, and I have so much to get through. But it's all good stuff, and that was a great call. I'm so glad that Kim called in. I want to bring up about the abundance loop and circle back because there's a book that I want to mention. It's called E Squared by Pam Grout. I think I've mentioned it to you in the past, but I want to expand on it just a little bit more. It relates to the intention of the synthesis of all this information, positive, freeing, building energy, rather than depleting it, and living abundantly. I love, love, love this book. I've listened to it several times. I'm actually even thinking about setting up a group to go through the book together. Let me explain. The book is called E Squared, yes, but the subtitle is Nine Do-It-Yourself Energy Experiments That Prove Your Thoughts Create Your Reality. Each experiment takes about one to three days, mostly based on being open-minded and thought-focused. Since it's a book about experiments, each of the nine follows a scientific method of starting with the hypothesis, giving parameters, time frame, all that sort of stuff, and the results are yours. If you are interested in doing a group for doing these experiments, reach out to me. Let me know. I'd be super excited about doing this. We'll get something going. If not, I'll likely reach out to some friends and get my family involved. I actually might get my family involved anyway. Um, you can email me. Give me a call at 973-418-2170. Either way. Or you can reach out to me through my um, website or on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash Lauren Hypnotherapy. Maybe we can even do a private Facebook group for it. So... Um, you may have heard, uh, actually I'm not going to have time for this, but I wanted to mention that positive communication is about listening rather than talking. As it regards to anger, it's about attending to yourself, replenishing energy, unplug and pay attention to your physical responses, and abundance ultimately know that our thoughts create our reality. All of this, really, is based on the process of going inward. And ironically, that is how I define hypnotherapy to people. It's the process of going inward. So in closing, I'm going to mention the quote that I mentioned to Kim. It's not about avoiding a thought. It's about finding another thought. And life is not happening to you. Life is responding to you. I want to give a shout-out to Jerry. Jerry was in a car accident last weekend and is going in for surgery tomorrow morning at 8.30. So if everyone can include Jerry in your thoughts for tomorrow, that would be great. I would like to thank my sponsor, Full Recovery Wellness Center. I'd like to thank our callers, our caller, Kim. And I'd like to thank you for joining me. Set your calendar and tune in next week. I hope to hear from you in the meantime, either from the news, for the newsletter or for joining the E-Squared group, which would be really fun to do. Uh, but set your calendar and tune in next week live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You won't want to miss the show. Until then, keep it light, 
smile, and enjoy. Good night. There's a world-class addiction treatment center that accepts most insurance right in Fairfield, New Jersey. The Full Recovery Wellness Center offers substance abuse help with flexible day and evening options. Overcoming addictive behavior is really just the beginning of recovery. The Full Recovery Program offers a holistic approach to improve all areas of your life, from strained relationships to difficult career and financial situations. At Full Recovery, the goal is simple. Provide you the tools needed to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery is now offering its exclusive badge of honor program, a treatment solution designed to meet the unique privacy needs of New Jersey's first responders and police officers. When relapse is not an option, turn to the state licensed professionals at the Full Recovery Wellness Center, located at 87 Fairfield Road in Fairfield. For more information, 973-244-0022 or at www.full-recovery.com. Full Recovery Wellness Center in Fairfield. The views and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.